With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello everyone and welcome to Club Live Q&A special here on Club at 22, the Rangers podcast halfway through the international break, which is a relief to three of us, but Scotia's living the dream. Uh, joined by everybody tonight, uh, Ali, how are you mate? Very well, buzzing for the Scotland Republic of Ireland game tomorrow, can <laughs> wait for it, I'll set my alarm for that tomorrow. Um, no, joke, joke's down no. Um I'm actually... Quite relieved. I don't know you watch Rangers this weekend. It's actually usually international breaks I don't like, but this weekend I actually do like it. To be fair. And Scotia, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm doing well, enjoying the international break as I normally do because I've got that vested interest in how the Scotland do. But um, I think, like right, um, like Ali says, there. Sorry, um, that's international break came at the right time for Rangers. I think gives us all a wee chance to kind of regroup and look forward to the hectic month of October. Yeah, October is going to be crazy, really is. And Ryan, how are you, mate? Yes, all good, boys. Glad it's Friday. Got the Cray Twins over last weekend, so it's going to be eventful. They're both playing football tomorrow morning, so we'll be running about like a a blue-ass fly. Um, But I'm the same as Ali. I'm kind of glad. It's very surreal, but I'm glad there's an international break. It's um, Usually I'm counting the minutes to the international break's over, but I am... Savouring the moments of just no Rangers, unfortunately, because that was a hard start to the season, and I'm enjoying the time of not having to take Valium on a Saturday. <laughs> right, well, yeah, so hopefully we can be a wee bit more positive than the previous podcasts have been, let's be honest, lads, because this is really over to everyone that is watching live with us tonight. Um, please do get your questions. And the live chat, uh, we'll do our best to get through as many as we can. You know, we're usually on for about about an hour. It'll be about the same tonight. Uh, we'll try not to go too long. And 
sorry, somebody's just said, hi lads, new member, so happy at last, Bob. Welcome, Bob, and thank you very much for your support, mate. Really do appreciate that. Uh, that's amazing, mate. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, get your questions in. Before we get on to it, um, just a few things I need to do. I need to thank GR986, you will probably all know him from the comments, uh, for becoming a coffee member legend. Unbelievable support for signing up to the uh, the membership via uh, buymeacoffee.com. Um, absolutely tremendous. And I have to thank all our members and YouTube, all our coffee buyers as well for getting involved in the, the kind of group feedback session that we done for the pod last night. Uh, very, very much appreciated. Really was um, excellent feedback from 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 all of you, really. Um, kind of blew me away. So, yeah, uh, it's a good a good thing to know that what we're doing is, is pleasing everybody. Put it that way, pleasing everybody. Right, we will start with a question from Rob on Instagram. Um, it's the only one I got through social media. So, again, um, the floor is open after this. So, please do get your, your questions in. Um, Ali, you can go first. Do you think Geo should be sacked and who should replace him? I have full names that I think should replace him. Sean Dyche, Kevin Thompson, Chris Wilder or Michael Beale. What do you think, mate? Are you in the bank yet, in the camp yet, where it's time for Geo to go? Well, I, oh, you will. You will. Yes, I'm just about <laughs> to say, I, 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 say, I said that on <clears throat> after Dungeon 80 game. If I had the choice... It's not as easy as getting rid of <clears throat> getting rid of a manager because he's on a he's on a contract. He's got a backroom staff, etc. So it's not as easy as just saying you're away. Um, but if I was given the choice to remove him and his backroom staff, yes, I would. Um, I don't see any improvement in the league this season. I think we've been backwards again. Um, so yeah, I did say after Dungeon United game. I know we were quite um, strong. Oh, we had quite strong opinions, Carney, when we did our post-match. Uh, I know you were quite angry during it. You went down a your aunt, so did I. Um, I think we deserved it. Well, I think, I think we were kind of... Yeah, I think we were I'm right doing that, end. to be honest. Yeah. I, I think we were right to do it, to be honest. Just glad... Well, not glad. I was disappointed Brian wasn't on because the three of us together would have been a nightmare after that game. But, um, <laughs> it would have been... Yeah. Oh, I know, it would have been carnage, but... Um, no, if I had the choice, yes, I would. The four guys he's mentioned there, Michael Beale's with Queen's Park Rangers now in a job. I know Dyche is now out of a job. Wilder, does he manage, is it Middlesbrough or something? Chris Wilder, I'm sure he, sure he manages in a championship. And Kevin Thompson, yeah, I like the thinking, it's outside the box, but I don't think Rangers would go down that route. Um, so, yeah, I answered it after Dungeon 8 game, so... It would be a yeah. I can't. I can't stay here and go. No, I wouldn't because I'd be contradicting myself. So it's a yeah. Well, and here the moment, mate, of the the aftermath of the game. No, would be I would. Understandable for you to honestly. I had a discussion today with, with Stuart, my work, and I said to him, I said the exact same thing. If I had the choice, I would right now. If I had the choice, I don't see any improvement. Apart from Europe, I know we've been pumped in Champions League, but he's got pass marks in Europa League, but in the league. Especially away from it's been dismal. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, uh, big negativity straight away. No, I'm sorry, <laughs> mate. I think there'll be quite a lot of that. Um, I, in my opinion, I don't know if I'm. My opinion's made up for the fact of he won't get sacked. Uh, in my opinion, I don't think the club will. I don't no, think won't. the club will. 
I think obviously things can go horrifically wrong. Yes, they can. And then I think the, obviously the, the club's hand would then be forced. I do get that. But he's got a lot of credit in the bank, in my opinion, with the, the board. And he's on a big contract, so it's not going to be cheap to do. So do I think if, if it with all of that, taking all that away, do I think it should go? If I knew who his replacement was, I'd maybe be better answering that question. But... I've not seen progression. I, I haven't. I, I just see the same thing. Uh, and if I'm going to be completely honest, I think it's inevitable at some point. Um, maybe not by this season. Maybe maybe midway through the second one. All depends how the, the rest of this season goes. But it's not the way you should really be feeling about a Rangers manager right now. And I think everybody's... The fact that the question's even been asked, I mean, it kind of tells its own story, I think. Um, Scotia, your opinion, should Gio go now? So do I think he should be sacked? Probably not, as you could have probably guess everyone. Um, I'm more likely to give him a wee bit more benefit of the doubt and let him go, but I've always fallen at the trap of doing this and then it's far too late down the line. But I don't think he, he should be sacked. I still think there'll be time for him to get, get things right, but it's not been a great start to the season. And brought into that as well is that I don't think Rangers would sack him. If he was going to be sacked, it would have been this week, would have been the week to do it. Because, like I mentioned at the top of the show, October, we've got nine games. And it's like game midweek, game weekend, midweek, weekend. The board won't want to bring in a manager with at that time. I know Gio came in a similar period last year, but that was more out of necessity because Gerard had accepted the contract from um, Aston Villa. So he won't do that. So I think he's got at least up until the World Cup. But, um, you know... That October, it could either go horrendously wrong because we've got a few tough games in there, particularly in Europe, and obviously straight back after an international breakaway in Hearts away. But I would give him more time. I think there's some, there is something there from the European games, but my worry is he's playing domestic games like European games a wee bit too often. I think the one time that he paired um, Lawrence and Tillman, sort of in the middle, um, we won Lundstrom sitting, looked as if we were playing well and I th- before Lawrence get injured I thought that was going to be what we were going to see so no I'd, I'd give Gio more time Ryan I feel I find this this is I seen this question during the week and I was dreading it because I always kind of promise myself I'll never call for a manager's head no matter how bad it gets or I just don't I don't like it I don't I don't like speaking about other other managers coming in because then Bronkhorst is the manager of Rangers and we all want them to succeed. However, I'll take you around the houses and be a politician's answer here. I've been concerned since Livingston, USG away, Hibs away. I was concerned then. I was. I don't see us progressing domestically. I said at the beginning of the season, I want a treble this year. And some people can screw the face up you when you say that. I want a treble this year. I'm a Rangers fan. I want a treble. That success, no matter what John Bennett comes out and says or what Van Bronckhorst says, a treble is success at Rangers. And domestically, I don't see progression. If anything, I see is regressing. I see is... I, I really see is struggling domestically. I think the defence looks shakier. I think the midfield's stood still. And I think we have problems in attack. And it's just... Rangers aren't improving domestically and I hope it dramatically changes and I hope that the players start clicking for him and his tactics or his style of play they start buying into. They're not at the moment. 
Uh, I think the calendar has been very kind to Van Bronckhorst because I think there was a lot of a lot of rage with the Rangers fans in terms of falling five points behind Celtic and the embarrassment that was the old firm game. Um, I think there was a lot of a lot of rage starting, and obviously the passing of the Queen, we had a week off. And then Celtic got beat and dropped points unexpectedly, and I think that's bought them a bit of time as well with the fans. And now fans are maybe starting to talk differently. But if Rangers don't improve domestically and he doesn't change things, I think he'll be gone. I think it's crazy to say that, and we're two points behind, but I don't see Rangers catching them at the moment. I think they've had a bad day at the office last week, and we need to start having more more good days at the office, and that's up to him to change. And So I've not given you a yes or no. Take from that what you wish, but yes, things need to start improving. Thank you. Thank you, Mr Blair. I uh, appreciate that. <laughs> um, um, just quickly then, um, Ali, this is one word answer, genuinely. Stuff, evening, uh, do you guys think Joe will be sacked if he drop points to Hearts? Yes or no, Ali? Do I think he should or do I think he will be the board? Do you think Gio should be sacked? Well, you think he should be sacked now, so I suppose your answer is yes. Yes, but the board won't, even if we drop points. Scotia? If it's one word answer, then no. I could go into more Ryan. detail, but just no. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, if we drop points, if we get beat, yes. If we drop points, no. Um, that's my answer. If we get beat, 100%, yes. Um that's it. The problem. The problem is like the problem is like Ryan says that that Celtic game has given them a bit of breathing space in a no, bizarre way of thinking about it. It actually has because they're now see two to points be, behind them, which is weird. I see to be like we, we spoke last season about moments going for you, not going for you, big moments, and I'm not saying this is a big moment at the weekend there, but if you look at it this way, we were horrendous against Dundee United. I think that Tillman challenge could have been given as a penalty in the last minute. I think it was clumsy. I think the boy went down easy, but I've seen referees giving penalties like that. That penalty didn't get given, and then they dropped points, and I'm hoping that's just a wee swing of one of those times where we say big moments go for you. So I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that that is one of these moments and there is a slight turn in the tide. Because it's, yeah. it's been a while since we've had a weekend like that. Curry's even asked... To add on to the question, if he drops any points in the next three games, it change your mind. If we get a, if we get a run of draws consistently over the next three games, then a hundred percent we can't just. I'm I'm, I'm the same as Ryan. Can I hate kind of talking ill about it and try to kind of put him down when he is the Rangers manager um, as such? But he's run out now. He, it's not about what you've done for his last season. It just isn't. It's about what you're doing for his now. It generally is and. I just don't see progression. Uh, before we move on to the next one, uh, Potato Man, thank you very much, mate. You've just bought three coffees. It's just came through to my email there. Thank you very much, Potato Man. That is very much appreciated. Really do appreciate that. Uh, and he's actually asked the next question. I mean, you couldn't plan that any better. You would almost think this podcast was professional. Um, Kent Morelos, offer new contracts or not? Scotia, you can take that one. Um, Morelos, yes, I would be offering him a new contract. I think um, from what I've been hearing from Gio when he's coming out and saying it is like Morelos has screwed the nut a wee bit. Although <laughs> we've probably said that in the past before, but it, it seems that he's taken on board what he needs. And because we're so lacking up in that area of the pitch, then I definitely would. Kent, 
for me, Kent, I don't think he would sign a new contract anyway if it was offered, Kent, and would I offer him one myself? The only reason I would offer him a contract is to try and tie him down so that we could get more money for him in a transfer window. Um, but if I was just to offer him a contract, I'd probably be on the opinion of no for Kent at the moment because he's been frustrating me for far too long. Um, yeah, I get where you're coming from there, mate. I'll, I'll leave my opinion. Ali? I was just laughing at that comment, that guy's away because we're too negative. <laughs> I missed it, I missed it, I missed it, where was it? We could, we could pretend everything's rosy and Rangers are playing brilliant, oh, let's do that, let's play the delusional game. I mean, to be fair, we've got Scotch in the podcast today, he's the positive, yes. the three of us, so, or the four of yes. us, sorry, so, I wonder where that guy's away. Sorry I've ruined your phrase. Oh, right, move on. Uh, That's well, actually lifted the mood a bit. That is, he's done. He's <laughs> actually done us a favour there. He should come back now. Somebody message uh, that guy and ask him to come back. Would I give that. the Would I give the two of them a new contract? Yeah, I'm going to be extremely controversial here. No, to the two of them. I think we need to move on. They've been with us long enough. Ryan Kent, I've stuck up for Ryan Kent. God knows how long this season. That's the worst I've seen him on Saturday. He just looks like a guy that doesn't want to be here. Morelos, I think, has let us down too many times. Um, Gio's obviously shown that by not playing him. He's been with us, what, five years now, Morelos, I think? So I'm going to be controversial and say, I think we need to move on. I, I think we need to rebuild this team, which I've been going on about for a while. So, no, I wouldn't. For me, Alfredo Morelos, yes, because I think in form and on top of his game, I don't think there's anybody really like him that we could ever get to replace him. Um, so for me, yes. Ryan Kent, nah. it's like literally two of my favourite players. and They're my favourite players Kent, as well, which is, I hate saying Kent, it. Kent this season, I, I, I can't stand seeing a player that looks like he doesn't want to be there. There's nothing worse than it. And I think he thinks that this is it for him at Ibrooks and he's ready to move on to somewhere else. I genuinely don't know where Ryan Kent will get that's bigger than this club or better than this club in the nicest possible way. He might get kind of mid to top end championship, possibly. I don't think he's getting into the Premiership. Morelos, I can see probably going, I reckon a team in the lower end of the Premiership would probably take a punt on him, but I would see Morelos going more to the continent and anything else. I don't think he would stay in Britain. Um, but yeah, I would keep Morelos. I would offer him a new contract. Ryan Kent, I would try to get rid of him. I generally would. Uh, I would try my hardest to get rid of him. Um John, thank you very much, mate. Uh, just donated to the channel, mate. Next year's rebuild should have been this year's. Yes, yes, probably. You've probably got a shout, mate. Thank you so much for the support, mate. That's really much appreciated, honestly. Fantastic. Ryan, your opinions on NATO? I think they're both brilliant. I think Kent's playing amazing this season. <laughs> Mirella, Mirella's is an asset. <laughs> right. I'm the exact same as Alistair. Um, oh, Ryan. I think, I think I'll give reasons for it. I think Ryan Kent's been been playing like this for longer than we've been willing to recognise domestically. I think he had quite a few special games in Europe, especially against Dortmund, where he was absolutely unplayable. Domestically, I don't see it. I don't see it 
Um, I think it is a reason why we struggle domestically. And I think it sounds as if it's time to move on because my understanding is they've both had been offered some sort of contract this in the summer and they've both chose not to sign it. So Ryan Kent, yeah, I'd let him go. Morelos is another one I would let go because I have been waiting for someone like Antonio Cholak to come along. He is, I think he's a brilliant striker. I love him. Morelos has been a brilliant servant for Rangers. But what I'm a bit fed up with, boys, is the circus that comes with Morelos. We are going to be October before we see Alfredo Morelos or see the best of Alfredo Morelos. And that's because of Alfredo Morelos. That's not because of him Bronkost or anyone else. That's because of the circus that comes with him. It's because of the the sluggish start he makes to a season or the, the attitude he has to the beginning of a season. He seems to go to Colombia in the summer and... It's a bit like me when it comes to logging on to work on a Monday morning, I can't really be bothered and it takes me a couple of coffees, then I'll read a few emails and then I start getting going before I know it's Tuesday. That's kind of like Morelos. He, there's always this issue. He was missing against Malmo last year because he couldn't be bothered and he was missing for big games this season and then come on against Hibs and he's missing against Celtic when we need him the most and I'm just a wee bit fed up and now we're in a position where we have Cholak, who is everything. He's the number one striker for me. And the only downside of letting Morelos go is what Scotia makes a great point is we are very light up top. So we are probably we forced in to keep. Yeah, well, I've we got my roof. I actually seen him outside earlier on the wheelchair. Do you know what Kamar Roof was, Scotia? He popped up on Instagram again. Usually shows us a pair of football books, but he was down in Dumbarton at some. Takeaway shop promoting that. So. Well, have they Sorry, got a disabled like... ramp outside? Have they? Aye, they wheeled it now. Sorry, sorry, I take that back. That was ill timed, ill toned. Uh, but yeah, I would let I would let the two of them go. And I know that's not popular. Um, I don't know. Take take from that what you want. Whether it's negative or not, I want Rangers to succeed, and I don't see the two of them succeeding at the moment or being value to Rangers. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I, I get it. I think if if that is going to be the decision, then we have to move them on in January. We have to try and get some form of money back for them because it's going to be a big hit to the club if we just both of them go for nothing, um, if both of them leave for nothing. So, no, it's an interesting one. That is an interesting one. It's um, always good when it splits opinion. Um, Robert Robertson has asked a question for you, Scott. I'm old enough to be your father. My dad's name's Robert. Dad, is that you? I keep hearing <laughs> Tav leads by. I keep hearing Tav lead, he leads by example after watching Greg Goff and Butcher. I doubt that. Now this one for me um, is quite a difficult one because I don't think there is. If I'm thinking now of captains within what Scottish football, really. I can't think of one that's what's classed as an old school captain. Um, I don't think they, I don't think it exists anymore. Um, even when you think about Gerard at Liverpool, Roy Keane at Man United, these these captains don't exist anymore. It's not a it's not a thing anymore. So I I think Tav deserves it out of most people in that in that squad because of what he's been through um, with Rangers and his career. So in my opinion. I wouldn't give it to Goldson, especially after the way he's played this season. Um, and the team now would be, I mean, Davis was your kind of obvious one you would go for, but he's not exactly, he is, he's a kind of quiet general, if you like. He would, he would, he just kind of 
tells people where to be, does it quite well, he's not a shouter. Again, he wouldn't be classed, I don't think, as a modern-day captain. The only one would be Lundstrom, but I don't think Lundstrom's there yet. I don't think he's deserved that right yet, in my personal opinion, to have to have the armband. The armband to us, um, Ryan, is probably it's probably a wee bit old-fashioned for us because it kind of means a lot, if that makes sense. But I think I just accepted when Tav was the captain that the... The old school captain of the days of old, mate. They just—it's not there anymore. I think this conversation comes up constantly when Rangers are dipping in form or questions are being asked about the team. This one always comes up. If you—if it's not Tav, who is it? That's the thing. You can go around the houses and look at. You can usually give it to Borna now, wouldn't you? Let's be honest. But, um, <laughs> I just think. I just think that. Um, Tavernier gets the captain's armband just now there's nobody else gets it we have been spoiled well especially our age group when you think my first captain was Goff then I think it was Amoruso, Barry Ferguson I think that's the way it went and we've been spoiled let's be honest the difference with Tavernier is he has went through the banter years and um, he's probably been Strange to say, that's the most unsuccessful captain we've had. And that's why this question comes round about. But for me, see until there's an outstanding candidate, which I don't see at the moment in that Rangers team, nah, Tavernier is the captain. Yeah. Uh, Ali, what's your thoughts? Tavernier's captain. I mean, and everybody is saying in here, like Lundstrom for captain. I do get that, the nature of the guy and what he is. But stripping Tav of that to give to Lundstrom's not going to wouldn't do much good for the team. Nah. No, Gary's a Gary single back yeah. and all that and that. I mean, they're they're old school guys that grab somebody, but put them up in the dressing room wall and shouting. I'd go back to I know Ryan's round off a few guys that we've seen. We're lucky to have seen in our lifetime. Barry Ferguson's probably the last captain you'll go back to who was a a leader in the park, showed by example, would shout at folk, tell folk what to do. But like you say, Carney, a lot of modern day captains these days, they're not shouters and screamers and what people associate captains with years ago. I think Tab deserves to be a captain. He's been there from, as we say, the banter years. He didn't leave. He's came through. I think he plays well, He plays by example the way he plays for Rangers down that right-hand side. Um, and like you say, who else do you give it to in that Rangers team? There's you know, Goldson's assistant captain. He's probably the next guy potentially, but Lindstrom has not been there long enough for me. Um, I. I've got no problems with Tav being a captain. That's not the issue at Rangers at the moment. Who's a captain? To be honest, it doesn't matter who it is. But you know, I've got I've got no I've got no issues with Tav being a captain. Yeah, uh, yeah. Robert has come back and said he's not saying change it. He just thinks it's over exaggerated. His captaincy, possibly, yeah, it possibly is. Um, I think that one's very much up for debate. Scotia, um, what's your thoughts on the, the kind of? The captain as it is nowadays, I suppose. Um, Ali did say the last old school one was Barry Ferguson, but I'm pretty sure you'll agree with this one. Last proper old school. No, David Weir. I forgot about David Weir. Yeah, I think the thing, see, when people say that Tav leads by example, when people say that, well, certainly the way I look at it and the way I interpret it is that he leads by example on the park and the way that he plays and the way that he drives forward and gets the team going that way unfortunately right now he's one of the players that are not having a great patch at the time at the moment I think like you glibly mentioned Barisic there and he's probably the only player that's 
sort of showed a consistent level of decency on the park right now. Um, but no, I think I, that's so. I think that's where people come from when they say Tav leads by example. Um, but yeah, he's not like your likes of Goff, your Butcher, Greg, uh, Davy Weir, Barry Ferguson. He's not that type of player. He's not a screamer and shouter. No, Goldson's a screamer and shouter. But I think an awful lot of the time that when Goldson screams and shouts, he does it to try and cover up a mistake that he's just made. If you sit and watch when he, when he starts shouting and things like that, it's usually when he's arsed something up. Um, so I'm fairly comfortable with Tav being captain at the moment, but it's just unfortunate. Him, like the vast majority of the team, are being pretty poor at the minute. Yeah, I think that'll always put it under the microscope a wee bit more, the fact that he does wear the armband and it's uh, you're the captain, you're meant to be playing amazing and etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, I remember when Amoruso was captain and he used to do some things that gave me the absolute fear um, when he used to decide to go on his runs, etc. But he was still always going to be the captain, obviously, until it got changed to, to Barry. Um, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a different Yes. Remember as well, the last time the captaincy was changed mid-season, it didn't work out very well for Mr. Le Guin, no, did it? No, it didn't. Um, that caused a big rift, and I think something similar could happen at Rangers, that you would see that there would be a bit of a rift would happen if that was the case. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. So, yeah, I'll take a break from questions right there to bring you a word from our sponsors. So our friends at Manscaped just brought the ultra-smooth package to Europe. Everyone knows by now that the Lawnmower 4.0 is the best electric shave for your balls. But if you're looking for a closer shave or prefer to go completely bare down there, then the ultra-smooth package is the perfect set. It's time to shave that bush of yours and get right to the roots by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code club at 22. The ultra smooth package is a specialized shaving kit to help you buff, protect and smooth your most sensitive areas. It includes crop shaver razor, crop exfoliator and crop gel. The Manscaped ultra smooth package is a three step kit to make your package the perfect package. It's time to get up close and personal with the best tools for the job. The ultra smooth package from Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code club at 22 at manscaped.com. Smooth out your fellas with the new ultra smooth package from the fellas at Manscaped. What will your balls do gentlemen? They will thank you. They will thank you. They will thank you. Thank you again to Manscaped for their continued support. The products are superb, genuinely superb. Um, I'm actually, I've just, that's just dawned on me. We were all meant to be getting, have you had your smooth package ultra thing, whatever it's called, what's it called? The ultra smooth, but I've not had it yet. Last package I had was the boxers. Yeah, uh, I have not had. I could do with a wee. See the doofer. See that you can get. Yeah, I'd like. <laughs> I could do with that. Aye, I could do with one of those. So manscaped. If you're watching this, send one over. I wouldn't mind one. Yeah, get get it sorted. Yes. Um. Actually, I've just that's just done on me. That. Yeah. Uh, anyway, right. Let's move on. We've got one from Justin here. Hello, Justin. Uh, what's your thoughts on the two-part John Bennett interview the other day? Left me scratching my head, and I wasn't happy at all. Okay, um, Ali, do you want to go first on this? I sat and listened to it. Um, it's as if they've just done it to try and keep us quiet for a wee bit because there's been a lot of noise about Rangers, so he's come out and done an interview. I've, he, he speaks well, John Bennett, but he doesn't really, he kind of goes around the houses about really, it doesn't really give us any answers to be honest, it's, it's going around the houses he alluded to 
obviously folk are going to know all the money we've brought in and stuff. And he's he's kind of said like, well, we've spent money in the Edinson house, and he was making jokes about that, but making that actually make a system because <laughs> he must have read somebody's tweet about that. Um, <laughs> and uh, obviously, he said the stadium has had to get repaired. The roofs have spent a lot of money on the roofs on the the new lounges, etc., hospitality, but. It's too little, too late for me to be honest. For Rangers, they've they've um, they they take all our money all the time, and we have we're the mugs for giving it to them all the time. But they, um, to me, they came. He's come out and done that interview because they had to, because of the amount of noise around Rangers at the moment. It's been negative. I mean, we going about negative on the pitch. It's been negative off the pitch as well in terms of everything. So. To me, he's come out as a, a tick box exercise, and that is all it was to me. Yeah, um, my my bit on it, I agree, mate. I thought it was just a bit bland, and um, you can kind of sit there and say how much he, as much as he likes about all oh, the, the the we need to do more, we need to do more. I just refuse to believe. That not somebody at some point didn't think here. We've not spoke to the fans in a wee while. Maybe we should do something about that instead of waiting for this fan engagement thing that went out. And I'm pretty sure some of it would have been pretty harrowing to read for them. I think it would have been a bit of a wake up call to a lot of them. But I just struggle to believe that they've just not one person has said, Do you know, I think we should maybe say something here that they all know social media, they'll all they'll know, know somebody that will tell them something with the different things. And if you leave a void, people will fill that void with whatever it may be. It might be lies, might be truths, might be whatever else it's going to be, but you're leaving people to make up their own decision. I don't ever expect um, the club to come out and lay everything out as a bit by bit thing of how everything would work. No business would do that in the world. That they wouldn't, but there is certain things that they could do in order just to make this so much easier for themselves. Generally, it doesn't need to end up being like this kind of interview. After the interview, it just kind of left me feeling a wee bit flat. I didn't really take very much from it. Um, I didn't take any kind of real comfort from it. And if anything, yeah, I was left a wee bit like, what was the what was the point in that? What was generally what was the point in that? Um, Scotia, your thoughts on it? The interview itself, from what he did say, you know, he had an awful lot to say without really saying much in the way of substance, really. But what he did say, I thought, was all generally okay. But I think he came out straight away and alluded to the fact that we were slow off the box to address this. And the only reason, like you've said, the only reason that they did come out and release that is because the two results that we had were absolutely horrendous against Celtic and Ajax and everything else on top of that that was happening meant that they need to come out and say it. So everything that he said in that interview, I was like, right, okay, yeah, but it should have been done before then. I think that the club must know, certainly the way that the social media is these days, you know what it's like, you go on Twitter, and more often than not, the loudest voices are the most controversial voices, the voices that moan the most, and that's that's what the narrative then picks up on that, and it's people trying to look at it and defend that. When it first came out, I was a wee bit disappointed, but having a few more days to think about it, calmed down a wee bit more about it and thought generally it was okay. My big bugbear with it is probably what he didn't mention on the podcast at all. Hey, not the podcast, sorry, his interview. Um, he didn't really bring up my jers. <laughs> he didn't really bring up anything about my jers, which is... Um, oh, Scotch, I don't go down that road. <laughs> yeah, a growing concern for me. He didn't really mention anything about the Champions League ticket pricing, which again, that's been the biggest bugbear to me recently, then apart from what's going on on the pitch. 
and there wasn't really any mention about the fiasco that's been on with CTM. I don't think he really addressed that at all, which it would have been good if they have. I think it has come out during the week that um, it looks like we're severing the ties with them now, but it would have been nice to hear. Those were the kind of three big ones that I was most concerned about. Yeah. Ryan, your thoughts on it all? I mean, Scorsese made a number of points there. I mean, he didn't address why is Edmondson House still looking the way that it does? Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> after all of this, after all the investment and people getting people to sign up to the Wall of Champions, all the other stuff that Rangers make you sign up to, and um, I'll just say without being pure negative and kind of tinfoil hat, I do get the way the business is, is run. I understand things, certain things have got to happen, etc. But the. <clears throat> But just your thoughts on it, mate. Your thoughts on the 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 interview itself. I thought it was a fantastic interview. I thought Mr. Bennett came across really informative. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want me to say? Like, it's, we're all going to say the same thing. It's um, it left more questions than answers. He didn't really hit any points that we all wanted to hear. Um, Scotia makes a good point about the, the CTM that's been getting brought up by the fans disability, the disability section my jails investment on the park the revenue that we brought in these will all, I'd imagine, all get scrutinised in the AGM but it just didn't it seemed like a pointless interview when I first seen it drop and I was like, right, okay we're going to get something, we're going to get content here I'm not going to read any comments we're going to get something for Bennett here because I do think he speaks well I believe it as a Rangers fan, I do believe that. But I was a bit frustrated after it. I was a bit like disheartened and thought, oh, I wish I hadn't watched that now. The one thing that ringed out to me was, and I would imagine he'll, I get if he did the interview again, he would choose his words a bit more wisely. And somebody correct me if I'm wrong when he's on this one. I think he said, if you look at us over the past three years, our Rangers have been successful. He said, we've won a league. We've won a Scottish Cup and we've got to a European final. I'm sorry, but that's not a success for me, guys. It's not. I don't know if I'm greedy. I don't know if I'm delusional. It's not a success for me. Rangers' success is winning the league every year or winning the double or the treble, winning domestic trophies every year. Yes, European final is fantastic. Rangers need to win more trophies and I keep banging on about this, but I just think that was the wrong thing to say. And if you've got your board or someone from the board saying that and you've got your manager saying we can't compete at this level in the Champions League it's not going to exactly feed a winning mentality through the dressing room and that's what concerns me at the club at the moment maybe I'm looking into it too much but that just kind of left a sour taste in my mouth Carly and yeah it was one of these interviews I just wish I hadn't watched it it was just pretty pointless for me he shouldn't have left it for you to be having these questions, mate, and looking into it too much. It shouldn't have been like that. He had an opportunity, and it was just too powder puff, wishy washy nonsense. Do you know what I mean? Like most of it, you're just like, it's just you're just saying words. Do you know what I mean? You're you're just saying words, and the bit yeah, I think you're referring to is the bit where he said, if you ask any Rangers fan, you would consider it a success. Yeah, look, we, I, I get where you're coming from. We won 55. That's what we were all hoping for. We got to a final of, of the Europa League, which I didn't think we would probably ever see again. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but we didn't win it. 
Do you know what I mean? So we, we didn't actually we didn't win the Europa League. So yes, it's an excess, uh, a success to a certain extent. But second time I've said this, it's not really about what you've done then. It's about what you're doing now. And right now, even the player the player trading model thing that he says that isn't working right now. It's not. We've sold two players that are of significant value anyway. We've sold two in Parson and and uh, Bassey. We haven't then finished it off by bringing in the players that we needed in order to make that a player trading model. Does that make sense? Yelma's aside, that's maybe the only one you'll get away with because of the age of him. Matondo is still very much, the jury is completely out on him with a lot of people, and I'm being fair or not, that I don't know. But we can't, in my opinion, the player trading model, again, I'm no expert, we can't sell on... Players that are already playing at a level, Bassey and Patterson especially, even a Rebo, you can even take him into that. You can't take, you can't sell players that are at that level, playing that level, and bring in a prospect that's nowhere near that level because that's never going to work. You're at, that means every second year you're going to have a drop off, and then it will take them time to build back up again, which means you're never going to build up consecutive league titles and. We are built on successive league titles, so it's like I, yeah, I was left very frustrated by that. I was like, That's what I said. think, yeah, I think you're right. I think it makes it look at the moment things can change, but at the moment, it looks as if the board have focused too much on certain things and got their balance wrong. It looks as if the playing squad has kind of been second thought, if you want to put it that way. But I would have liked to see the interview if it was done by heart and hand or four lads like if they had been present in the interview instead of Rangers TV because Agreed. I know that I know that I know that boy that he's good at his job. He does exactly what Rangers TV want him to do and I, I get it. He works for a club but weren't exactly pressing questions. They weren't exactly like he's well prepared to put it that way. Yeah. Uh, the the questions would have been agreed beforehand, I think. Uh I do think so. And <clears throat> somebody mentioned um, apologies, I was trying to find it there uh, as Ryan was talking, and um, they made a really good point and I was like, we should definitely be I was Tato Man. Uh what about a month interview from a board member? A one hundred percent and get fan media involved. Don't expect Never people happened. to pay it won't happen though, that's the thing though, mate. It won't happen, but why should it not? Do you know what I mean? Why I should this not agree, happen? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? We, we are, I, I, at the end of the day, we are, the board are always going to look at us as customers, no matter how much John Bennett wants to sit there and tell me that we are fans and we own the club and et cetera, et cetera, and all that. Well, start treating us like that then. Start treating us like that. Don't treat us just like customers because there's too much of that going on um, just now. Uh, far too much of it. Um, without literally dragging us down an even bigger hole, I've not got any more <laughs> questions, everybody. So if you want one, please... Please do. Um, have you noticed, Dan, have you noticed um, they've started sending out these surveys all the time now, all of a sudden? You're not getting your emails. I get one today about my experience in yeah. United and I got one my experience oh, against so Napoli. I did, oh, that was, yeah, I did actually, yeah. yeah I did see that. I did, um, I did tear in. I did tear, oh, Jimmy. Jimmy. Not again, Jimmy, Jimmy honestly. Come on, Jimmy. Why are you playing that, man? <laughs> Oh, John Robot, come on, Ryan. John Robot, he's here again. My favourite referee. My favourite referee. Um, uh, thank you so much, Jimmy. Honestly, mate, that's absolutely incredible, man. Um, absolutely superb. Uh, I'm running out of ways to thank you, mate. I really am. I need to start naming a show after him, the Jimmy, the John Robot show or something like that. We'll, we'll start one. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm gonna like get that. I'm gonna get a signed picture of him now. I'm going for that. <laughs> yes. Um, honestly, Jimmy, I've run out of ways to say thanks to me. That is uh, that's tremendous, mate. Honestly, absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much. Uh, what I the survey things, but again, it, it's just a ticky box, isn't it? I mean, how, how many corporate companies have you worked for in your life where they send this stuff out? Does ever anything ever change? No, it's exactly I, the same. I, I went to town. <laughs> I went to town. I went to town on their catering on it because I think their catering is woeful. But see, the thing I is, mean, Ali, right? I know, I know we fair. talk about this. Oh, when he goes, go, sir. Right, all I was going to say is to be to be fair to them, we would be moaning if they weren't doing this. So at least they're doing it, and we can moan in it for it. I would prefer them to do it than not. I know, I had this argument with the SLO on Twitter about two years ago, and I said the exact same thing as Ali's saying, right, I moaned about something, and I know people say, oh, you're moaning, but the club are trying to engage. They've been engaging with the fans for years, they've been doing this for years, and have these surveys and these incentives and blah, blah, blah. Rangers fans want to see action, that's what they want to see, and see the catering and the, the disabled facilities. That's been a thing for years and years, like, yeah, and they don't, they is. just, they say, we want to hear about you, what do you want improved in the stadium? And they don't Remember, do it, and I think Ryan. that's... Sorry, Ryan, just when you're on the yep. catering there. Remember Jamie, once of this podcast, still a huge, big fan of the podcast. Congratulations, so. Mr. Lowe. Congratulations, congratulations, Mr. Lowe. Yes. congratulations, Jamie. Forgot all about that. Congratulations. It's going to be a very busy man just now, but congratulations. Yeah, no. Yes. Congratulations, Jamie. Um, yeah, Jamie went to that tasting experience. Yeah, sure. To do catering, and he sent us photos in, and it looks really good. <laughs> and we all had a, wee, not a we, all, we all had not a buzz going. We were all intrigued with this new catering deal. And I know myself, Scotia, Carney, I know all of us, all of us in the club deck have tried the new catering. And it's if not the variety, variety of choice is abysmal. To me, there is absolutely no improvement. But Jamie did the mention cost is, the so cost is also scandalous. The, the really cost is, is horrific. It's I mean, you just not get um, you just get couscous up in that club. Ah, shut you? up, man! That's the way you go. Honestly, but J- Jamie did say something to us, Carney, walking along the game the other day. He did say that when he did that tasting thing. The guy did say to him that Rangers don't have the facilities basically to do any better than what yeah. they've got, which kind of sums up where they are. I know Ryan's got a black rooster down where he sits, I think, but um, Justin, you're not again, honestly. We've sent them off. It's, it's, it's happened last time. Uh, Justin, America. Honestly, that's absolutely outstanding. That's superb. Honestly, like I can't, I, I do run out of ways to thank you. I, I can never get used to this. Um, thank you so much, mate. Generally, from all of us, that's absolutely superb. Um, yeah, so we'll move on from that. I'm going to, should I do it? I don't know. It's not, I don't know if it's a, we'll try not to spend the rest of the show on it. Um, the debate's been rife, lads, in the in the group chat about my jails, and I oh. think it would probably be right. Get the floor, right. <laughs> but I think, it, but again, no. I am. Um, I pay for my jersey. I do. Um, I have absolutely zero chance of getting a new ticket for pretty much any game, no matter what game I apply for. I don't get one. We at the start of this brought up concerns around my jersey and what it might be, uh, and it might take a few years for it to bed in, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Ryan, I'm coming to you first, mate, because you have been the most opinionated on it, mate. This. Um, it's this is it's not working. 
I think it's going to get worse. I think it's going to get worse for my years. I think my understanding of the season tickets now, I think that's as it was rumbles about this now. If you're on a waiting list, I don't know if anyone in the, that's listening or watching is on the waiting list for a season ticket. But my understanding of the season ticket waiting list is, say you've been on the waiting list for 18 months, two years, and you're not my years, but somebody jumps on the waiting list and is a my years member, my understanding is they'll get offered the season ticket before before you do. That's um, Ryan, Ryan, that's correct, because um, is that true? Uh, my, my brother-in-law, Darren, um, is on the waiting list along with Tommy, and they had to get my years because you need to build your... You basically need to build your points to get a season ticket. So they need to go oh. to games and buy match programmes to try and build the points to get a season ticket, which is ridiculous. Well, I'd imagine Phil, uh, Philip Schofield and Holly Willoughby have got a my years then, because they like to I just... It's just it's for top to bottom, my jeers. You kind of seen it. You kind of seen it coming with my jeers. It's it's frustrating. I've been I've been in one tier. I think I told, I think it was last season. I texted you. And I was in one tier. I think it was silver, and then um, they changed the bracket and I dropped down to bronze. But I was only like twenty points or something off of silver again. And that's what they'll do. They'll keep changing the brackets. They'll take a they'll pull the figures and they'll have a look at who's just under the bracket, what group's bigger, and they'll move the bracket to that to give it an incentive for you to go into the next. And it's a money-making model, and it's a very, very good money-making model because Rangers fans will keep coming and keep coming with the money. However, for me, if they're going down this fan engagement thing, and if I was in the upper gold tier and I was getting European tickets all the time, I would never complain about it. But how do people who whose circumstances have maybe changed now and they find themselves in a more fortunate position than they were maybe a couple of years ago. How do they increase the pot? How do they get to start going to European games and start going to Celtic Park? Because I've literally written off the chances of me going to Celtic Park again. I literally, I don't see me going to Celtic Park again, which is scary unless it's a Scottish Cup game. And that's, Ryan, that shouldn't that, be the way it is. Ryan, the, the, the problem is now, and you're, you're bang on it, it's, it's financial, but Rangers, it's, they're not bloody stupid Rangers, we're the mugs to be honest, but the, the, the guys that have got disposable income on my years, they introduced um, the women's season ticket this season and the B team season ticket and you get my years points. Now, there'll be guys that have bought that and they won't even turn up at these games just to get the my years points to get them into that level wherever it is so they guarantee that it's, it's not fair at all it's not fair no and it's I, I don't like this like people are buying this there's so many people have bought Edmondson House whatever it is that's £50 people have bought that to get £150 to get this 50 majors points that's not that's not right for me I don't think that's right I think it's I think that's taking a lot of the fans if you are buying it for the right reasons then okay, but people are literally buying it to get points, and I don't know, it doesn't sit well with me. But that's that's just me. Maybe people, maybe I'm just a bit kind of old school in terms of that. No, Scotia, your thoughts on it all, mate? Yeah, no, I bought my Edmondson house thing so for that amount. Let's money, have a look at it, Scotia. My wee, my wee, Go everyone. Plasticky Ibrox thing. That's what I spent my money on. Wow. For <laughs> no, um, yeah, still wait, still waiting. The, 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 Good things that will come from that, but no. I'm still waiting on my jars pack, by the way. (laughs) I never got it. No, I never got it. I emailed them. I emailed them and they said, "Oh, we sent it out to you." And I said, "Well, I don't have it." Radio silence. 
<laughs> oh god. So I'm in terms of my jersey, Carney, I am the same as the boys there. Um I was willing to give it the benefit of the doubt, give give it a few years to kind of get into action and stuff, but right now it's just not working for me. I think I'm paying the money for it just so that I can really secure a semi-final or a final ticket in the League Cups and the Cup games if we if we manage to get there. And to be honest, I wasn't that bothered with the way it worked before. If I got a ticket for the semi-final, I knew I probably wasn't getting a ticket for the final and vice versa. I was okay with that. Um, but now you're kind of paying that £50 to guarantee because I think the way that the tiers work, certainly for the, the Hearts game last round, there was six tiers. I think the top one was season ticket yeah. holders on the CCCS and with a MyJers membership. Then it moved down to season ticket holders in the CCCS and then season ticket holders were number three. So for me, because I've got my season ticket, the my jersey, I would have probably ended up getting a ticket for the, the final semi final anyway. So, um, cheers for that Rangers run. <laughs> borderline, yes. Carney, borderline. He's talking about the cups, he's talking about getting, he's talking okay. about the stage <laughs> in the cup, mate. That's what he's talking about. Yeah, and then obviously, maybe not so much about my jersey today because, like I've said in the past, I don't really try to go to many away games. Um, it's just something I've never done, so it's a wee bit late in the day to get involved in that. But I did apply for a ticket for the, the Liverpool away game. Um, obviously, okay. news came out today that you, I think it was 1,622 points you needed, which I'm about 200 points behind that. So I always kind of knew the Liverpool game, A, the demand would be massive, and obviously we'd not been able to go to Napoli with the Ajax people that had went to that, all guaranteed a ticket. I knew it was a outside chance, but it's not really working. I don't think and I, it's a complaint that I can see across the board from everyone I heard uh, yeah. I heard Andy first and Lana Wolf got a ticket for Liverpool right now <laughs> <laughs> uh, easy um, Ali you get in full of tired on majors nice I mean I said to Scotia last year that it's, it's, I agree with Scotia I, I liked it previously when you took the CCs and it was your Donald Duck when you got to the semi. If you got the semi, the chances were you want to get in the final because they would give it to the guys that didn't make it, which I thought was fair, to be honest. But this season, I said to Scotia when we got the the semi-final tickets for the, the old firm, I says, we're guaranteed a ticket for the final, Scotia. Uh, I'm aware. Just the way we fall in the tier, I mean, Scotia are kind of quite high in silver, but um, I, I don't agree with it. I, 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 and you think of the older generation, Carney, I mean, your dad, for instance, has had a season ticket for God knows how many years. I don't know if he's got a MyJers, but if he mm, didn't, that would rule. That would, but if he didn't, and I bet there's lots of guys that have been at going to Ibrox for 30, 40 years, don't have a MyJers, and that, that's them automatically ruled out of semis, finals, away tickets. I mean, I applied for when they put the big the, the away tickets. I think it was about four or five of them. Nothing. Applied for Liverpool, nothing. And I'm I think I'm sitting about 1,400 points, similar to Scotia. Um, no, it's not great. But the thing about it is, Carney, will I continue to pay it? Probably, because it's the only way I'm going to get to semis and finals. So, do, you know I don't, do you know what I don't like, Ali? And well, always, I don't like the kind of... I feel as if it splits the Rangers fans into a class. Do you feel that? I do. I yeah, look at me, I'm in gold or I'm in... Yeah. Yes. So see, when I was... And I'm not having a go at the boys because it's like... I know Union Bears and a lot of young lads and whatever, and they support, they were home and away, everywhere um, during the banter years, so 
totally get it. But what, I'm, what I just think it does breed is an unhealthy separation amongst the fans in terms of who gets tickets and who doesn't. Because I don't, even though I'm lucky to have a season ticket, I always say this, there's boys that I drink with in the pub who don't go to games. I don't look at myself as a bigger Rangers fan than somebody who drinks in the pub and watches for our results in the pub. I see Rangers fans always the same. If you want Rangers to win, then you're the same as me, you're the same as a guy that's in the gold tier, whatever. I just I just think it's quite an unhealthy an unhealthy kind of behaviours amongst the fans now that there is this kind of separation. Do you go to all the games? Well, if you don't, then I'm a gold member. You're not, kind of thing. Yeah, it's became a sort of bragging right, and it? It's became like mm. for like and even no losing. I, I think I'm I think I'm silver and I I, I reckon I'm probably not far behind you in Scotia, I would imagine in silver somewhere along the lines of that. But I'm the same. I know and I know we are we're, we're hypocrites and I'm, I know I completely get that, but the the club have got you by the ghoulies, man. So it's like I want to go to semi finals and I want to go to finals, so I'll end up paying it, which is just it shouldn't be like that. It really shouldn't yeah, and see, see for like general games. See, like a a guy that maybe works weekends and he might want to go to the odd Wednesday game, midweek game. He wants to take his daughter or something. It goes to my chair straight away. So these yeah. folks that might want to go at the odd game because that's the only game they can make it to during the um, during the, the season because of their um, work commitment, work commitments, financial commitments, need to buy a my chairs to connect. Yeah. Get up the queue so they can get a ticket. It's it, it's not right. Yeah, it's money making for Rangers, and they're a business at the end of the day. Rangers, they're not stupid. They know they've got the audience who will pay it. It's been proved because I think my jersey is now up at I don't know forty thousand members plus at the moment now. So they'll look at it and go, "Well, we're we're coining in two million a year, whatever it is, which we can invest uh, in Scotland." <laughs> Yeah, well, it's one of those things, though, that I don't think you'll ever get right. Um, the fact now that Rangers have started it. I mean, again, I, I'm. This is probably a bit controversial. I, I don't, I don't necessarily believe that I am entitled to get tickets for the semi-final and the final just because I'm a season ticket holder, right? I don't think that. However, I wouldn't be against a big pot, a big hat. Everybody's name and hat names come out hat. That's it, and if you see your, I've say if it's a friends and family hanging the, the way like I, I'll always be with my dad. Like so, if one of my if my dad gets pulled out, then I'll automatically get one kind of thing. Then, and something along the lines of that, I think I don't know. I just don't. I think my jails is just that. It is something that will get worse. I just don't. Ever Do you know what it. I think is an idea, and it's just literally an idea in my head. And this is how I thought my jails would work. I'll be quick. I thought it would be. 3,000 tickets safer, Aberdeen, right? Gold would get 2,000 tickets in their ballot and then you would get 500 um, or 750 in silver mm-hmm. and then you would get 250 in bronze. So the, the lower down you were, the less tickets were in your ballot so that everybody gets a chance of a ticket. Whereas it doesn't work like that. I don't know how it works with domestic games, but I know with you, like Liverpool today, you need to be a certain bracket to even have a chance of getting a ticket, and I, I don't think that's that's right. But well, that's probably that's probably a better way to to run it. Um, I, I would go, I would go with that. I would, I would think that would be fair enough. Uh, again, and I'm not, I, I, I don't want to sound like I'm, I've got sour grapes because I'm not a gold member. That's going to do it. Do you know what I mean? That's if I wanted to go out and buy all women's season tickets and 
B team season tickets and whatever else to try and bulk up my points. I'm sure I could, but it's not it's not really about that for me. Uh, but yeah, um, what a positive way to end a podcast, gentlemen. Honestly, um, talking. About I think my yours is great. <laughs> it's been superb it's been absolutely superb uh, that'll do it for tonight gentlemen that's just an hour just like that so uh, yes thank you everybody for getting involved in the comments as always I am sorry we, we get a wee bit negative I hope that you are not all feeling rather down about it all now but you've got to call things out as you see it sometimes and if things were rosy right now and we were 10 points clear then we would be having a laugh so uh, that's just the way that it, the way that it happens so for tonight Ali thank you very much mate no problem. We'll be we'll be far more optimistic next week when we preview um, the Hearts game coming up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, Scotia, thank you very much, mate. Uh, cheers. Yeah, got to love the positivity. Although I did, I did notice it took me about an hour, Ryan, to realise that you were wearing your Italy top. So um, I hopefully they'll cheer me up this evening. You should have worn your Scotland top, Scotia. <laughs> I'm no. I might go and wear and put on my Italy top actually to watch this Italy England game. <laughs> Don't mention, don't mention Scotland. Um, Ryan, uh, thank you very much, mate. Cheers, boys. That rounds up international uh, review from that's that's plenty of that international chat. <laughs> I just stuck this top on. I like this top. I quite like that team. So, but I don't, I don't think I'll even watch the game tonight. But yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to Rangers coming back next week. It will be a long week, but um, I'll go four 0 Rangers v Hearts if you want my prediction. <laughs> Sign me. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, yes. Um, thank you, everybody, again. Um, thank you for the, the very kind comments. We will be back. Obviously, there's no football just now, so we'll be back a week on Friday. Uh, we'll come back. We'll do our live pod uh, a week on Friday. Um, same time, same place. Make sure you tune in, all that stuff. Uh, so, yeah, for tonight, if you would be so kind before you go, please do like the videos. Please do subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, you can also join the channel. You can also join the, the membership via Buy Me A Coffee. All the links for that are below. Thank you to everybody that does. And thank you if you're thinking of doing it in the future. So enjoy the rest of your weekend and we'll speak to you next week. We are Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. Cheers, everybody. <laughs>